Hi there, are you ready to learn 50 of the most useful English phrasal verbs? These advanced phrasal verbs will help you in your everyday English conversations. There might be a few that are a review, but today I have tons that are super useful and probably new to you and you've never heard before. If you want this list of phrasal verbs in a PDF, make sure you subscribe to my email list below by using the link in the description and it will email you a copy of this list plus the example sentences. Now, let's get into it. These first 10 phrasal verbs all contain the word down. Close down. When something closes down, or if you close down something, it means it stops, it ceases to exist. So for example, during the pandemic, there were many restaurants in my town that had to close down because they didn't have any customers. Wear down. When something wears you down, it means it makes you gradually very tired. Or sometimes we say if we wear someone down, it means they aren't as patient or they'll finally say yes to a request that we've had for a long time because we've asked them so many times, it's worn them down. In college, the constant studying always wore me down. By the end of my semester, I would be so tired and I would not want to open any of my books because it just wore me down. Track down. When you track down something, it means you locate it or you find it or you can track down a person. Usually when you're trying to track something down or someone down, it means that you've been looking for it or them for a long time. For instance, no matter what, I seem to always be trying to track down my car keys. When I get home, I try to put them in the same place, but sometimes I can't find them because I put them in a weird spot and then I have to track them down. Tear down. When you tear down something, you dismantle it, you destroy it, or you demolish it. This just means you bring it down to the ground. So this phrasal verb often refers to tearing down a building. In the United States, it's pretty common for older homes to be torn down so that the owners can build a nice brand new home. And I think it's kind of sad because I think old homes are very charming. Run down. If you run someone down, it means you chase after them to try to catch them. This could be if you're kind of hunting them or if they forgot something and you wanted to run them down so you can give it to them. So for instance, one time I forgot my phone at a restaurant and the waiter ran me down in the parking lot and said, hey, you forgot your phone. And it was so nice because I would have been really devastated if I lost my phone at that restaurant. Narrow down. When you narrow down a list, you're reducing the amount of possibilities or choices so that you have a smaller set to choose from. In the United States, when you apply for a job, typically they interview many people for that job, but then they narrow down the candidates and then you have a second interview. And sometimes they even narrow it down from there to two possible candidates and they interview you again for the job. So when you're narrowing a list or a set of options down, you're decreasing the amount of options. Let down. When you let someone down, it means you disappointed them or you betrayed their trust, so you lied to them. For example, you could say, it really let me down that you didn't come to my birthday party. That means it disappointed me. Maybe the person said they would come and then they decided not to show up. There are two other ways that we use this phrasal verb quite frequently that I wanted to talk about. 
First is letting down your guard, which means, you know, not being so cautious. Your guard would be like the amount of cautiousness that you have. Or we can say that we let down our hair. So if we have our hair up in a ponytail, especially women, and then we take it out and it's down like mine, we say we let down our hair. And that phrase, to let down your hair, is also used just to say that you feel very relaxed as well and not so worried. Keep down. When you keep it down something, you control it or restrain it. So we talk about keeping down our emotions, keeping down our voice, which would mean being quiet. Or we can say we need to keep down our expenses, which means we should not spend too much money. If you are in a library and you're talking very loudly, the librarian or the person who works at the library will say, hey, keep down your voice, please. This means please be quiet, talk quietly. When someone cracks down on something, it means they're taking actions to eliminate or reduce the amount of a bad behavior. So they're being very strict if they're cracking down. In the United States, the government has really cracked down on people who try to evade or not pay their taxes. This means that there are really high penalties and you can even go to jail for not paying your taxes because the government has just cracked down on this crime. Cut down. To cut down something means to reduce the amount that we do it or to reduce the size. It can also quite literally mean to cut a tree or cut some sort of vegetation like a plant. So we cut down a tree. But more commonly when we say we're going to cut down on something, it means we're going to try to do it less. For instance, many, many people want to cut down on using their phone, on screen time. They don't want to be scrolling through apps so much, so they try to cut down the time that they use their phone. Next, let's learn 10 phrasal verbs that contain the word up. Clog up. When you clog up something, you obstruct or block a passage, an opening, or a pipe that is supposed to be clear or free. In the United States, it's quite common to have a garbage disposal in your kitchen and the kitchen sink so you can put food down it and it will grind up the food so that the sink does not get clogged up. But if you don't have a garbage disposal and you just put large chunks of food down your sink, the drain or the pipe will get clogged up and that could lead to a big disaster. Tape up. When you tape up something, you close it or secure it with tape. Now tape is obviously a noun, but you can use the word tape as a verb too. I'm going to tape it. Or you can say I'm going to tape it up, which means I'm going to close it with tape. Oftentimes when I mail people packages, I tape it up extra so that the package does not get opened while it's being delivered. Lace up. A lace is a string so when you lace up something, you tie it up or you tie it together with a string. The most common way that we use this phrasal verb is we say we're going to lace up our shoes, which means we're going to tie our shoes, maybe because we're going for a run or we're going to be doing some sort of activity. Hike up. When you hike up something, you raise it significantly and quickly. We typically use hike up when we're talking about a rate, so a number or a price. For instance, in the United States, the price of meat has really been hiked up in the last year. It's very expensive right now to buy beef, 
chicken or pork. Set up. When you set up something, you arrange, assemble, or organize it. For instance, recently I had a party and my friends asked me if they needed to come early to help me set up the party. So that means putting out food, getting the drinks ready, getting balloons ready. Things like that were what we needed to set up for the party. If you're organizing something and getting it ready, you can say, I'm going to set up this game for the children. That means you're going to get it ready so that as soon as the children come, they can play the game. Clear up. When you clear up an area, typically we're talking about a smaller area. If it's a bigger area, we do just say clean up. But to clear up an area would mean to remove clutter or junk from a space. So for instance, you could say, I'm going to clear up my desk so that I can get to work. You can also clear up confusion. This means that you make your idea more clear or understandable to someone by giving a better explanation. So in this video, I'm trying to clear up all of these phrasal verbs. And if some of them are not cleared up for you, make sure you use the link in the description so you can download the free PDF and get it emailed to your inbox. Wrap up. When you wrap up an event or a meeting, it means you're finishing everything so that it can be over. Or you can wrap up a project by doing the last steps to finish the project. If you are in a meeting, in a business meeting especially, you can say, let's wrap up the meeting by just summarizing what we talked about and then we'll talk to you later. That would be the end of a meeting. Also, you can use wrap up to simply mean cover something with cloth or to wrap it up with paper. So for presents in the United States, we almost always wrap up our presents in what we call wrapping paper so that the person can open it and have a good surprise. Work up. When you work up something, it means you're generating something. We typically use this phrasal verb to say we're going to work up an appetite, we're going to work up enthusiasm, or we're going to work up a sweat, which would mean we're getting really tired and hot. Or if you're laying in bed and you just feel really lazy, you could say, I need to work up the energy to go clean the house. This means that you just kind of need to motivate yourself and find energy to get up out of bed. And if you're scrolling on your phone or just watching Netflix, it can be kind of hard to work up the energy to clean. Turn up. So if someone or something turns up, it's found unexpectedly or by chance. So typically it means you weren't looking for them, but they just come out of nowhere. Or you lost something a long time ago, but it turns up months later because you just happened to look in a place that you weren't looking before. Have you ever lost something in your house and it turns up in your refrigerator? I'm talking about losing your car keys and typically why would you put your car keys in a refrigerator? But Maybe you're just having a weird day and you had just no mental power going and your keys ended up in your refrigerator. That's where they turn up when you open it. And of course, a really common way to use turn up, which is more literal, is when we're talking about the volume or the intensity of something. If you can't hear the music in the car, you might ask someone to turn up the volume or you'll say, can you turn up the music? This means, can you make it louder? Run up. When you run up a bill or an expense, it means you accumulate the amount of money that you own. So if you go to a restaurant and you order a ton of food and drinks, you may say that you ran up a really high bill at the restaurant. 
Or if it's very cold, if you have a cold winter in the United States, you'll want to turn your heat up so you'll run up a very large heating bill trying to keep your house warm. We can also use run up to mean physically running up a hill or mountain or whatever it might be. I'm going to run up the stairs really quick. Now we're going to go over or review a list of phrasal verbs that contain the word over, just like go over, which means to review. Hand over. When someone hands over something, they physically give it to someone else. So if you are in a situation where someone is robbing you, they'll say, hand over all your money. This means give me all your money or hand it over. But sometimes this phrasal verb is used to transition as well. So if you're in a business meeting, you might say, I'm going to hand over the conversation to you, Kayla. And this means that they were speaking, but now it's your turn to be in control of the conversation. So hand over can mean physically hand over something, or it can mean to just transfer power or transfer control to someone, to hand over the power. Knock over. When you knock over something, you unintentionally or intentionally cause it to fall or be pushed. One time I went to my cousin's party and I sat down and I immediately knocked over a drink. I was so embarrassed. So it was actually an accident. I just moved my elbow the wrong way and somebody's drink was on the table next to me and it knocked over. Look over. When you look over something, you examine it, you review it, or you inspect it, but you do it pretty casually or quickly. So your teacher might say to you, everybody look over your notes and then we will take the tests. This just means that they're going to give you a few minutes before the test to just look at your notes very quickly, just to review in your head, but it's not going to be a long time. Or you might ask someone if they could look over something that you've been working on to see if there are any errors that are very blaring to them. So it would be like a big error, but they're not going to look at it very, very in depth or very thoroughly. They're just looking it over quickly. Run over. There are two pretty common ways to use this phrasal verb, run over. So if you run over something, it typically is meaning that you are in a car and you hit or go over the thing. So you could run over an animal with your car, which would be very sad. Or maybe you could run over the grass, which means you actually drive through the grass in somebody's yard. In the United States, we call holes in the road potholes. And you do not want to run over a pothole because you could get a flat tire. Another way that we use run over is very similar to look over. It just means to do something very quickly just to practice it or just look through it really quickly. So you could run over your presentation before having to give it to an audience. This just means you practice it very quickly, maybe in your head or maybe just out loud, but you're not giving the actual presentation. Stop over. When you're saying that you're going to stop over somewhere, it means you're going to stop very briefly. And sometimes it means it's actually unplanned. So for instance, if you're talking to your friend and they say, hey, I'm actually going to the store right now, you could say, hey, stop over at my house real quick too. This just means you weren't planning on it, but you should come over and see me for just a brief moment of time. Turn over. When you turn over an object, you turn it to the opposite side as it was facing before. 
You can also use turnover to describe change of power. So if there is a business or a workplace and people quit and leave and then they hire new people very frequently, we often say there is a lot of turnover in that restaurant or there is a lot of turnover in that business. Or when you buy a house or move into a new house and now it is going to be your house, the landlord or the previous owners will turn over the keys to you. That means the keys to the house are now your responsibility because now it's your house. Sleepover. When you sleep over, it just means that you stay the night at someone's house. And when we're kids here in the United States, we say we're going to have a sleepover with our friends when we're staying at their house for one night. If you want to tell someone that they can stay at your house, you can say that they can sleep over for a night or they can sleep over for a week. This just means that you have room to have them sleeping in your house and staying at your house. Take over. When you take over something, it means you're taking or gaining control or responsibility of something from someone else. So for instance, when there's a new president, they take over the White House in the United States. This is the place where the president lives and they take over all of the power too. Now in the United States, we vote for our president, but if someone were to just come into the government and take the power without being elected or voted for, it would be a takeover of the government. Makeover. Makeover is used to say that you are going to make someone or something look much better than they did before. So there used to be a show on television called Extreme Home Makeover, where they would basically knock down all the walls in the house, repaint everything, put new floors in. They would try to make the house look really nice compared to what it looked like before. It was a makeover and it was an extreme makeover. If you give a person a makeover, typically you just give them new clothes, maybe a nice haircut. You change some things about their appearance to give them a makeover, make them look better. Go over. When you go over something, you're reviewing a process or you're examining something or checking something. So for instance, usually when people have weddings here in the United States, they're the plan for the whole day and the bride and groom go over it together. That means they look at it together and they make sure that they have all the people and all the things necessary for their wedding or their big party. Or if you want to ask your teacher to review some sort of concept with you that they taught, you could raise your hand and say, hey, could you go over what you just taught us? The next set of phrasal verbs all deal with the word under. The first two I want to talk about are come under and fall under. Both of these phrasal verbs are used to say that something can be categorized in a certain category or in a type of list. And there are some really common phrases that use these two phrasal verbs. You can come under scrutiny. This means that something that you're doing is going to be categorized as controversial or kind of questionable. So it's going to be scrutinized or looked at very closely to see if it's wrong. Whenever the president of the United States passes a new law or approves a new law, they come under scrutiny because some people don't like what they do. You can also say that something will fall under scrutiny. You can also use fall under to mean that it's going to be categorized a certain way. Let me give you another example. 
Some people think that cucumbers are a vegetable, but they actually fall under fruits because they have seeds in them. So that means that the food cucumber falls under the category fruit, or it's in that category and not vegetables. Put under. If someone or something is put under, it means it's placed in a certain state or it's influenced by either a drug or a substance. Two years ago, I broke my arm and I had to be put under general anesthesia. So this would be medications that make you sleep for surgery. Sometimes in the United States, we just say that we have to be put under for surgery. This means put under for general anesthesia, but we just cut that second half of the sentence off. We just say we have to be put under. Go under. When you go under, we typically talk about going underwater. So a person or a thing will go under the surface of the water. Now, go under can also mean to fail. If a business goes under, it means they have no more money left to operate or be open anymore. In 2008 in the United States, many of the banks went under. That means they failed as banks and they ran out of money. Now let's move on to some really important phrasal verbs that include the word through. Pass through. When you pass through something, you briefly see it or you briefly stop in this place. When you travel in the United States by car on a long road trip, you'll pass through many, many small towns that have small restaurants and shops, but oftentimes you'll just pass through, you won't stop for a long time. Breakthrough. The most common way that breakthrough is used as a phrasal verb is to mean you pass through an obstacle or a barrier. You're finally able to go to something after breaking through it. In the winter time, we say we break through the ice if we walk on ice and our feet go through it to the water. If you are in a crowd of people, you might say, I had to break through the crowd in order to get inside here. Now, breakthrough is commonly used as a noun to mean something that was a huge accomplishment that helped advance a field, especially the scientific field. For instance, penicillin was a huge breakthrough in medicine. It helped cure a lot of different diseases and ailments. When you use breakthrough as a phrasal verb, it can mean that your hard work has helped you achieve something. So we finally broke through the top 100 of the rankings. That means we work so hard in something, maybe it's chess, a different sport, or in your business that you are ranked now in the top 100. You're breaking through and you're making progress. Fall through. When something falls through, it fails to happen even though you had an arrangement or an agreement already in place. It just doesn't happen for some reason. Oftentimes, I will call a friend and say, hey, what are you doing? And they'll say maybe, oh, I thought you were busy today or I thought you had plans with so-and-so, your friend. And I'll say, oh, our plans actually fell through. They were busy or something came up, fell through. What do you want to do today? So that means I had plans, but they fell through, meaning they did not happen for some reason. And now I'm available. Or oftentimes in business, if there is an agreement between two people that you're going to get a deal done, but then something happens and it can't happen anymore because one person, you know, went back on their agreement, you could say our deal fell through. It means it did not happen. Get through. 
When you get through something, you successfully achieve a goal or you achieve progress through something with some hard work and some challenges. For many people in the United States, they have to get through college by working very hard because it's financially very hard to go to college if your family doesn't have a lot of money or if you don't have a lot of money. So some people will get through college by working multiple jobs at one time. And that's just so they can pay for their living, they can pay for the tuition at the school and the books that they'll need. To go through with. When you go through with something, it means you carry out a plan or some actions, even though there might be some doubt or some insecurities of actually doing the thing. For instance, maybe you have a bad day at work and you say, I'm going to quit tomorrow. This job is terrible. It is ruining my life. And the next day you actually quit. Your friend says, did you really quit your job today? And you said, yes. They'll say, I did not think that you would go through with it. This means I didn't believe you would actually do it because quitting a job is so risky, especially if you don't already have another job. Pull through. If you pull through something, it means you survived or you recovered from a serious health event like an illness, a heart attack, or an accident. For instance, my friend's dog was hit by a car and they thought it was going to die, but then it pulled through. It actually lived and survived the accident. You can also use this phrasal verb if someone does something that you did not think they would be able to do successfully and it's really helpful that they did it. So you could say, hey, I didn't think that my friend would bring food to the dinner tonight, but they really pulled through and they brought a ton of food for us. So this means that you were surprised at how helpful they were or they were able to do something that was kind of difficult, bring all the food to the party. Let's move on to some phrasal verbs that use the word on now. There's a pretty good list for this one as well. Tack on. When you tack on something, you add either a charge or an item. Two common examples of this phrasal verb are to tack on a charge. So if you're at a restaurant and there's an extra charge on the bill, you can say, oh, it looks like they tacked on an extra charge. Or if you're adding something to someone's to-do list for them to complete, you can say, hey, I'm tacking on a few things to your to-do list. Similarly, the next phrasal verb is pile on. When you pile on things, you add things very quickly. So if you're going to carry a lot of kids on your back, you could say, everybody pile on. That means jump onto my back. Now you can also say that my boss is piling on tons of work this week. That means they're adding tons and tons of work very quickly. You can also use pile on to mean that everyone is being critical of someone or something. So if you do something, you could say, why is everyone piling on their complaints to me? That means why is everyone telling me all of their complaints or their bad things all at one time? Try on. If you try on something, you put on an item of clothing to see how it looks. You're not going to wear it for the day. You're just trying to see how it looks. So this is a very important phrasal verb for shopping. If you go to a mall, you are going to want to use a dressing room to try on clothes to see if you want to buy them. Decide on. When you decide on something, you carefully consider all of your possibilities or all of your choices and then you make a decision. 
So some families will take a long time to decide on where they want to go for vacation, especially if everyone has different ideas of the type of vacation they want to go on. Maybe they'll decide on things like the cost, or they'll decide on if they want to go to the beach or go to the mountains, and then they'll decide on the final vacation choice. Cheat on. If you cheat on someone, it means that you were in a relationship with them, very committed, and you had an affair or you started seeing someone else, so you're lying to them. You can also cheat on a test. That means somehow you had the answers on the test, you were being dishonest. So whenever you cheat on someone or something, the test, it means you're being dishonest and you're lying. Lie on. When you lie on something, it means, you know, you're reclined, you're laying down, you're relaxed. Typically, we use lie on when someone is asleep or down on something that's not a bed. So we can say, they were so tired, they were lying on the table. Or you could say, I was so tired, I decided to lie on the couch and take a nap. Come on. When you want to say that a person or a show or some sort of program is going to be on the television screen, you can say it's going to come on the television screen. A really common question you might ask if you're wondering when a show is going to be released or you're going to be able to watch it is you could say, when is the show going to come on Netflix? Or when does this movie come on Netflix? That means when will it be available for me to watch on the television? Count on. If you can count on someone or count on something, it means you can rely or depend on the thing or the person. If you ever visit Florida in the United States, you can count on the weather being sunny, but rainy for at least part of the day. Even though it's generally very nice and hot in Florida, there's usually a small rainstorm throughout the day. It's important to have reliable people that you can count on in life. Go back on. When you go back on an agreement or something that you said you would do, it means you fail to do that promise or you fail to do that agreement, even though you said you would. So when you go back on something, it's like telling a lie. For instance, it feels like politicians in the United States always go back on the promises that they make during elections. So they promise all these good things, they promise money to everyone, but then once they get elected, they go back on their promises, meaning they don't fulfill their promises. Have on. If you have on something, we're usually talking about clothing or accessories or something on your body. You could say to someone, if you notice their jewelry, oh, you have on earrings today, they look beautiful. That means you're wearing them today. Or if you're talking to your friend on the phone and you want to know what they're wearing, you could say, what do you have on? This means, what are you wearing right now? Thank you guys for learning these 50 extremely useful English phrasal verbs with me. It's so important to study phrasal verbs along with just normal English phrases and vocabulary words because they're used so frequently and they help you have a deeper understanding of the English language. Make sure that you download the PDF that goes along with today's English lesson. The link will be in the description below. And if you're not already, subscribe to English with Kayla for more English lessons just like these ones. I'll see you guys in the next video. Goodbye!